Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. for some fun. Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working morning Tallahassee oh my voice I'm sorry it's hey, very it's hey. very raspy you know why because I didn't get to talk for two weeks I didn't talk I was sitting there well, you silent talk. head straight like second grade with sister Ann don't move don't for two weeks move don't two. move don't move don't smile don't blink don't, don't flinch don't nod don't hold your phone I'm Betty Wilson do it that's Scott Coward his voice is clear it is clear today. Whose clear voice? I do not. But right I, at I eleven o'clock, eleven eleven, when this show airs, is the Veterans Day. The memorial. The memorial. Eleven eleven. Give it a salute. So eleven ten yesterday, technically, you know, we record on Wednesdays. Is the parade? So if you hear this, so how was the parade? We were fantastic. I almost died. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. <laughs> Wow. This is going to be awful Saturday. That's, was I am right. not an event planner. There you have it. I am not an event planner. Mm-hmm. It is very stressful for me. Not knowing how things are going to work, not knowing where people are going to show up, I don't like it. Okay. As an event planner or as a party planner for years and years and years, there's a huge difference with me throwing a party and what you have done. And throwing a parade, a parade and a That's vet apples fest. apples and oranges. Yeah. I mean, there's a team of people, but yes. Yeah, you have a team that has to be on the same page. Then you have 
all these paraders or participants mm-hmm. that have to be on the same page. Everybody has the same questions, and you have to answer those same questions. And 50 I'm times. a person who likes feedback, information, questions answered, and sometimes you don't get it, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But it was a wonderful parade. I thank you for your, <laughs> for one, for your for service. You, for your yeah. service and for your service. Yes, for all the we have vets. Mike Miller Band playing at Vet Fest yesterday. And uh, the Marching Chiefs and VMUs Marching one. are coming. Yep. That's a big deal. It's funny talking. Retroactively, really I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start speaking of myself in third person. Really I already do. I do it all the time. I think but, Greg, Greg Dish is fine. With but that. FAMU and the Marching Chiefs were attending, and tonight is the Miami game. Which praise it's, the Lord this afternoon, Wilson. It's uh, is. I thought it was at seven. It's at three. Uh, Wilson, Keon, everyone is like back to health. Jordan Travis's knee, like everyone's healthy. I felt like last week, and I could be wrong, Greg Tish, but Mike Norvell gave them a bye week. They kind of came on a little a little late. And then FAM starts at 6 today. Mm-hmm. They take on Lincoln, CA. But that's the reason and why the parade. Mm, yeah, they did it last year, too, according to Parks and Rec. Last year, um, or, or that we had to do it on a Friday. So next year is an election year. And a leap year, so it'll be Monday. And the fact that I know that is that's traumatizing. Am- well, that's amazing. And so we're going to have the parade on Monday. On Monday. So we won't have to worry about a Sunday parade. I hope you've already started on that. I would like it to start and be booked by January 15th. I see no reason, and bless you all who are on the board. I, I mentioned that. Like, why can't, why are we waiting? Why, why? Can we just book this now and have it a day? Well, you know what, what I'm saying? What does book it mean? Book the band, book the space, you know, decide the permit, decide, like, have that all done. Are you okay or do you have a heart attack? Yeah, decide. I'm just happy it's behind the glass. Yeah. I mean, book it. You can book porta potties and tents in advance. Theoretically. Yeah. Book it. Be done with it. It would make, I don't know, whose life is going to be simpler. I don't know that I'll. I don't know. I don't know because I have to graduate next year, and I don't want to not graduate because of this. And there's classes I have to take in the fall because that's the only time there. I would be able to graduate in the spring if I didn't have to wait for these two fall classes. But I do. Well, let's hope it doesn't overlap. Well, I appreciate all the work that everybody put in. Oh, me too. uh, Katie Kaplan, who's leaving the area the next day. So today she's... Driving out to starting a trip to um, Des Moines, Iowa. That's where she and Ben are going to be. So hopefully WCTV will be okay without them because they were they have devoted fans. And she pulled out like so. She tried to get the uh, C-130s, but because of real world exercises, they were, they were called they're called the Hercs. They are they're Hercules, but to me, I know somebody that worked on them. Layman, I'm not a layman. C-130s. And they were special ops. So in a special ops group, you're doing special operations during real-world exercises, a.k.a. Israeli war. And so she was able to go to what was now something else, but we all know it as Fort Rucker, and they are providing Hueys or provided Hueys. And I didn't know they were still making Hueys. Mm-hmm. These are like newer We still Hueys. use them. I know they, they use them, but and I Fort didn't know Rucker, that- it's come non- Vanilla name Where now. Where is Fort Rucker? Alabama is Enterprise. 
they that's where they train the pilots for mm-hmm. helicopters. That's a big helicopter base. Mm-hmm. It's the only place that they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is true. Wait, wait. What's in North Carolina in Fayetteville? Oh, that's not. I mean, they jump. Okay, but I thought they did helicopters there too. Maybe it's a different helicopter. Mm-hmm. Qe. Okay, maybe up there is different. Something. Mm-hmm. You know. But, but again, thank you. But my but, son but again, and my my son-in-law jumped out of those bad boys, and it's I didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Hmm. Nobody listens to me. That should be the tagline of the show. Or just life. But I mean, really. What'd you say, Scott? No one listens to me. Oh, yeah. I should have a t shirt. Hashtag no one listens to me. I think I'm going to do that. I like that made up. A black shirt. I mean, I just like how she's trying to like pigeonhole it into one aspect of her life. That is. As if. Yeah. As if. You know, you better. I know. I was like, so I went to the Charlie Adelson trial like an obsessive groupie. Not about him, but about Miss Georgia Kappelman. I mean, it was, thank God he was found guilty. I mean, we were all just like, Whoa. but he was found guilty. She is a rock I was surprised star. that he looked surprised. I was too, but I think the hubris, like they need to change the Wikipedia page for hubris and put his face on it. Yeah, I just. He was shocked. I mean, I was surprised that he was surprised. Honestly, like Alex Murdoch was not surprised. No, and nor should he have been. But this boy was surprised. He turned around to his attorney, Little Rash, and he's like, "Little Rash, like what? What? Like, like what did they say?" Dan Rashbaum. And then he puts his head down on the table, like he was just like, like he was going to pass out. But I was like, he gets there. Remember, he sits down. He's already shackled, mind you. So here's the visual. He walks in. They gave the defense and everyone like 20 minutes to get there. So I didn't have time to get back to the courthouse. So I was watching it on uh, YouTube, Law and Crime. So he's shackled sitting there. No tie because there was no time to put a tie on No, him. they took his tie. Oh, did the, they the take it? I was wondering his, what his, Oh, like what was he going to do with it? Hang himself right in the middle of the... No, no. He, and when they took it before, they put him in the holding cell. Oh, yeah. They do that. Yeah. Or when he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. So they don't... They take his belt. He had like uh, ankle boots on, like black, like dress mm-hmm. boots. No, no laces or anything. Slip on, like booties, like, like Johnny women would wear. Cash boots or Elvis boots? No, they were just black at the ankle. And but he was shackled. Are they always in the blue shackled suit. when sitting there? They are when they're about to hear the verdict, one way uh, or the well, other. No, that I understand, but he wasn't, one way or the other in case they the lose their mind. Time? Like no, the he time. was not. He got up and walked I was around. Wondering. I think stretched. only the prisoners are. When they come in, like when Rivera came in, he was shackled. Yes, he was shackled. So was Katie. Katie Meg Bannon, she was shackled. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, she's She's a felon. She was shackled now. Wendy will soon be. Wendy will soon be shackled. So so he's sitting there and he looks at Little Rash and he goes, just three hours. You could see his mouth. And he goes, "Mm mm-hmm. So he knew then that this was not going to go well. And he just looked like deer, you know, deer in a headlight, really. I mean, and then he, he went down he to the table. He definitely did look He was trans-freaking-parent. I, I was surprised. But you know what I noticed, Little Rash? You know how typically, even Alex Murdoch, there's someone that gives them the obligatory arm rub, you know? Like, yeah, the, aw. He didn't touch him. He did not touch him. I have lots of questions about that defense. I was going to bring that up, but we're out of time for this segment. Oh, we that have fast. about 30 seconds left. Okay. 
But I would like to ask you about that. Yeah, I have a lot of because questions about lot... how it was done. We'll talk about it next. Questions and then about I want to talk... questions. It's a new, it's yeah. a new chapter. I want to talk about tax story. It's like if we have time, Dallas. <laughs> Hmm? Dallas? Taxes? Taxes. I, got, hey, I got an uncle that lives exactly. there. Exactly. That's an old, uh, old Marx Brothers joke. You're so joke. funny. They, a, ju- they jump from there, too. You're so funny. <laughs> That's literally a 1939 joke from the Marx Brothers. It is? Yeah, they're like, uh, hell, we're, got, we, we're, we're, get, we're finding you guilty of taxes. <laughs> taxes? I got an uncle that lives there. No, I'll talk- say what. If you're up for a criminal murder charge, don't hire a tax lawyer. Well, doesn't that just seem obvious? It does. Yeah. Stick with us. It's Patty and Scott. 850 656 0009. But how much, baby, do we really need? Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. 850-656-0009. We were talking about the courthouse at Leon County was a little boom to our little economy. There were a lot of people there. I'm sure. Metro Deli, goodies, they got tons of press. I would think even hotels and Airbnbs Mm -hmm. would have been. Aloft, they all stayed at Aloft Regis. I think um, the defense um, rented conference rooms at Regis, the office space renter place. Mm. Yeah, it was nice. Mm -hmm. So my my thought about all of this, and I said during the break that I had a question. My question is, has anyone talked about, and I'm sure somebody has, whether or not they think that this would have been different had he not testified. I believe people have discussed it. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, which I read a lot, and the podcasters, the YouTubers, like Carl Steinbeck, who's an attorney, like a lot of these people are attorneys that have these discussions. And they said he had to. That's what I, that's what I heard. Because Catherine testified in her own defense and then testified against him, he had no choice. He would have been found guilty immediately had he not sat up. But he just was, he was really three different personalities. He was a very quiet, meek person on the stand. Yeah, and then he... And then he was like a kind of fun, like he tried to be funny, not a good moment. And then he was was belligerent. Yeah, then he was somewhat of a smart ass. That's who... They he said was, was the real back to to Georgia Kappelman in many ways, which I did not think behooved him. Did I know now people call her the maestro because that was on his tag but for his car. She did a very good job just keeping it fluid without taking offense to anything he was saying, just reverting back to the question, which I thought was well done. And a lot of people give her a hard time in social media because she is kind of level. Yeah. And she doesn't raise her voice or do those things. However, That's where it's helpful, I but believe. that is the way you, especially as a female, yeah. you have to, you cannot have attacked him. People are like, I thought it was going to be like the more gotcha moments, more Columbo kind of thing. And you can't because just like in sales, if somebody retreats, you cannot attack. So the times that he was like super meek and calm, you cannot attack as a female. You must retreat back. You must be just as cool as they are. You can't. 
because you seem like a pit bull. And they're like, and then he's like, oh, and then he's, you know, fairly good looking. And you're just, oh, he's so, he's, he just couldn't have done that because you're attacking him. So she couldn't have. Yeah. I, I, I understand what they're saying that he had no choice, but it was, you know, I don't think no that, one ever I should do it. It's necessarily part of who she is. Anyways, I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think, it's, I think she's very it's reserved. It's easy to be who you're not and have it work. Well. She's precision. Right. And I like it. So what was your question, Tish? Will, uh, who came up with the defense? We don't know. And that's the thing. Can you, and I was talking with Tim about that. Tim Jansen. How is, how is it, is it difficult to prove that the defense came up with the defense and had Charlie say all that stuff or Charlie came up with the defense? Well, or did their, all Charlie has to do is file a complaint. Because here's what I also learned. And fill in the paperwork. That, and then there you go. That Roushbaum, that he didn't pick the jury. It was the consultants. So that's where Mr. Uh, Tim Jansen said that that was a huge mistake because he had no rapport. Mm-hmm. And what I was told, says that on the my jury show. selection people, they were high priced. So Tim's thinking is the family was like, I'm not going to bring a co-counsel. Tim Jansen said that was a mistake. I'm going to have you spend your money on a jury selection process and then they're going to be gone. So this jury selection process, their claim to fame is algorithm. You know, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. The database. So they take 900 and they're winnowing it down and winning it down. And then you get what you get. I mean, that's well, great if you're doing an audit. It's horrible in this regard. Moneyball. It's horrible. And I walked into my data place class with my professor, Susan Bickford. I walked in and said the algorithm did not I mean, win. That's the way you do audits. You just can't. You put it in an algorithm and it spits out which of the samples the you're The challenge is... Who did those jurors build rapport with? Yeah. The jury consultant, not with him. They leave. And what I was told was the jury consultant's personality was fabulous. Hmm. Like it was super dynamic. He filled the room. Rashbaum only filled the room when he was screaming. He doesn't yeah. know how to project his voice in a way that doesn't sound like a screech. And the judge brought it up. Called that and he, he also seems very, um, his rhetoric. Almost seems like he's reading at times. Not it was scripted. Yeah, not it. It's not coming very fluidly. So there were a couple things graphics that the defense used, which was my point in the previous segment. We were saying about the defense. One was if you've seen it on air, is the puzzle. So everything was puzzle pieces, as Georgia said, I, puzzle pieces. Puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. However, I wonder if this was like I'm going to throw my client under the bus. He had the family and all the puzzle pieces, and the one piece that was missing was Charlie Adelson. Yeah, which is not a good sign. And then he has it in a different color. A piece that didn't fit was motive. Well, dude, the man had enough motive to fill a room. He said that whole puzzle thing didn't work out for him. But he also, what bothered me is he would constantly say something and go, we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that. And he never did. But you keep talking about it in the moment, and then you're not getting back to it later. No, he never did talk about it. I I kind of counted that. 10, 15 times. I waited. I'm like, let's, I put it in my notes on my phone. Like, let's see if he's going to say. We'll talk about it And he never did. We'll talk about it The last graphic he put up before the state had their rebuttal closing was a graphic of Wendy's trip from Aqua Ridgeway to Truscott. And he kept it up. I lied 15 minutes. And I, I was sitting there next to what people. What was that supposed to say? Like for him in that moment? Like what? Well, it was supposed to say that she, you know, that it wasn't accurate, that she's, she didn't really go that way. Trial. But she kept it up. 
He kept it up. I know, but I, it just doesn't. I don't even. And understand I was like, his that point. is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why would you keep that visual up? Because it showed she went out of her way seven That's and a half miles. Why would you even bring it up? No, less <laughs> leave it up. I don't know. Like what? Part of me thinks like he knew he was guilty. He didn't give him like the obligatory arm rub. No, he didn't rub his back and the whole thing to make you know humanize him. It was not. A, he sat like this, arms across his chest. But he did, don't even he talk to me. Pretty much did that throughout. Mm-hmm. He just is. He's not very. He, he's not. He's not a criminal defense attorney. Well, I mean, he's just outside of that. Just as a general person, I don't think people warm up to him. It was very interesting. I was like, oh my god, he's keeping that graphic up. Why would you do that? Like, why would you skimp out on your lawyer at that point? I like, don't know what that family is thinking at all. I, like I that, couldn't begin to tell you. I mean, I'm gonna go get a nose job by my orthopedic surgeon. No. Oh, by the way, it's probably not. Speaking a good of idea. nose jobs, <laughs> what, did you get I went one? back. No, I wish. <laughs> I, had I went no back idea. in. I went back and uh, found uh, uh, Donald Adelson's high school photo. Yeah, Ooh, she had you, a big I, one. I mean, you can tell she's had a nose job. And her teeth, like she may, needed to marry a yeah. dentist. She was a little buck. Maybe that's how they met. Shania Twain. And black hair. And black hair. She had a little buck teeth. She had a little whistle. She had, and when they were all separated, they were all like, she had gaps in between her listen, teeth she at had 16. She a little whistle. Yes, hello what there. A mess. Well, hello there, Chris. Oh, yeah. I had to. Makes but like, get this, though. Charlie's Charlie's son, who is now, I think, five, five. he said on the stand. At least five times. So when he was arrested in April 2022, the boy would have been around three and a half or four. That was the exact amount of time that Dan Markell had with his sons before he was shot between the eyes in his driveway, Mm. in his garage. Exactly. And you know, that mom's a mess. She's a mess. Like I, she has like two evictions. She got evicted from her $3,500 apartment. Three days after he was arrested. So she hadn't been paying the rent for a while. I don't know if he wasn't paying her or what. So she got evicted from a really nice condo. Her name's Brianna. She's a Budweiser girl or was. I don't think she does anything now. I think she moved back to North Carolina with her mother. But then she has another. She had another recent eviction like earlier this month. Interesting. For $4,000 a month. Who's running to this girl? Well, he can't afford that in the three thousand he was paying the other people. That's true. The Latin King, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's not paying anything anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. What happens now? Medicaid? It's bad. For the kid, is it? I mean, I do you know? I, you would think throughout this process he'd be getting his affairs in order and making sure that. Well, that apparently he thing. had no idea. That's he just true. had no idea it was going to be found guilty. Well, that's just one the, of the things that I was that kind of was upsetting me was that people were talking about how. Two children's lives have been ruined over this, and I just kept it's saying, three. I, and, it, and like it's three, it's three children's lives. It's many people's. But lives. I think that girl, that mother, is a troubled person. I mean, you don't go and take a. It literally said in the eviction in North Carolina that she has been at least two months rent behind since mm. she took the. What well, it's four thousand dollars. Where's that money coming from, Charlie? Not that was. was no. This was this year. He uh, was already uh, in jail. Uh, so that, to me, meant the Adelsons are not providing them with funds. Well, but isn't it kind of clear that they use money as as power? 
in control. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if they were using that on her either. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I, if she did leave the state permanently, That's good my for song. her. It's guilty. Oh, You're good welcome. point. Stick with us, Patty and Scott, 850 656 0009. why i wanted to play it even though it's veterans day and he he was tpd officer he passed away this week and he was quite ill i had no idea the family did not share but mike womble their son mike does a lot of work with us Johnell, we've sold them their home very dear friends very very dear people janice has helped me grow living tallahassee from the beginning and I found out this morning that he passed a couple days ago by Jennifer Womble, who was married to the late Terry Womble, who my, you know, my heart, the bug man. And so I was just like, I have to. So I'm going to go to the service Sunday. I saw your post. Sunday at three. And I'm just really saddened by it because he was such. I told Scott, I only met him a few times, but he was always on our feed. He was always congratulatory. He was always positive to us. And I had no idea he was sick. And he'd been sick for years. And I told him, he, he had Scott's wit. Like, he was just dry, Poor guy. cutting, <laughs> to the point, had made the joke and left the room. Like, he was done. And I just, he he was just very nice. And yeah. he raised very nice boys. And the whole Womble family, you know. You know, Earl Womble, the father, was a builder. He was a builder. And it, he just, just very nice. I mean, they just. How many siblings was there? There are five total. Wow. Five. So mm. now there's two gone. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot for a family to take. And early. And early. Yeah, like he was only 61. Yeah. And uh, Terry was only a couple years older than me. I think he was just four or five years older. Wow. So if you're, if you're, I mean, he was TPD for 27 years. Got his uh, bachelor's at FSU and went into the police academy and did really well. Stayed for 27 years. And then work, he worked for Kevin's. Um, Outdoor, yeah, the sporting goods in college, and then he worked there part time after he retired. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because Terry worked for Gaffers, which turned out to be Dillard's. Mm-hmm. They were both retail guys in their end, but they were so personable, you know, and very knowledgeable about whatever they spoke. Mm-hmm. So that's what that song was for because I feel no. sorry for Janice. I mean, when he retired, I mean, my heart goes out to her. She was at home with him all the time. And I was like, Janice, how do you do that? How do you? And she goes, it's great. Bless your heart, you know. It's very hard. Definitely. So that's all. That's what that song was for. Oh, that was very nice of you. Thank you, Tish. Hmm. So now we're done talking about the trial, I guess. Oh, we'll talk about the juror. So yesterday afternoon, the the one juror. Right. So right before deliberations, I was still in the courtroom. They announced the alternates, and I was telling Scott before the air, they don't tell the alternates because they don't want them to know because they want them all to focus the same. Has they that don't want you to check case? out. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Did I've you, never been on an the, al- no, We didn't have any. Oh, you Whatever didn't have I, any alternates on the federal? Yeah, I, I've never heard of that either, but I know that's the case now. So this was one where there was 12. Sometimes in Florida there's only six and two. It just depends. So he had 12 and three, Judge Everett, who ran a very tight courtroom. So they announced the names. They don't say, like, what shocked me. They didn't say, like, juror 13, 14, 15. You, Billy, out Yeah, it was just, you know, somebody, somebody, somebody. Dana, when I'm talking with Dana Brooks about that, she's like, I've never heard that. I've never heard of any judge ever doing that. Announcing their names out. And Tim hadn't either. So announces the names. The fifteenth guy was a, was weird, and I'm saying that I don't know his name. You're not the only one that's I sure. Wish, one five. I yeah. wish I had said his name. I wish I'd heard better what his name was because I would announce his name right now on the radio. Scott Coward. No. Yeah. So absolutely not. He was weird from the beginning. He was sitting on the edge of his seat, making faces, which they're told not to. He was nodding. We're alone. not allowed. We're not allowed to do anything. Like, we had to sit, like, straight lace, Catholic schoolgirl, head forward, don't tilt, don't nod, because you don't want to influence people. Right. Makes perfect sense. But he didn't do that. He was up, down, glaring at George Kappelman, the prosecutor. Every time she spoke, his eyes were like, like he was going to attack her. So we all knew that. I felt, and this I could be wrong, there was a female, young, probably the youngest female on the jury sitting next to him, and then there was another gentleman as an alternate. I had asked him, Jansen, when I was on Surviving the Survivor, that what is that like? What is the order? I felt like it had to be an alternate because they were closest to the door, in the back row, closest to, and he said that's accurate, they're alternates. And so... He, she could not get away from him. Like, she kept, like, you know, when you move in those wooden seats, yeah. everyone hears you. Yep. And moving her hair away from him, and he would, like, look longingly at her. I'm like, this guy is a creep. He winked at one of the ladies from the Tallahassee Democrat. She's, like, 60-something. He winked at her. The pool girl, who everyone loves. With the glasses? Yeah, from... um. From TPD? You know the pool camera girl? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she's award-winning. She's a fabulous photographer. He's like, I think her lens, which was like 36 inches long, is pointed at me. He stopped the whole trial. Weird. So she had it on a a stick. She moves it. And I thought she was going to break out laughing. Like, it's ridiculous. The girl does this all the time. She knows better than take. He's in the back row. She wasn't panning the jury. And the judge said, I don't think this is what happened, but could you please scoot your uh, lens off of the box, off of the gallery box? He did that. He was just weird. I mean, he was really creepy. And we were all like, oh, I hope he's an alternate. I hope he's an alternate. So when Attorney Jansen said, yes, he's he's an alternate, I was like, thank God. And I told everybody. All the podcasts, we were all so excited. So when they announced his name, this is what he does. He gets up like his head was on like a submarine, like what is that called? That tube? Periscope. Periscope. Looks up, goes, swivels his head almost like a complete 180. He was pissed. He goes, what? His eyes bulged. And I was like. Did he say something? He was angry. No. But we all look like, ooh, he is ticked. 
he wasn't going back as juror because you knew he was on the fence's side. Like, that was it. And I don't know how they pick alternates or not. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to look it up. So he goes back. The verdict's read yesterday, early afternoon, Josh Murphy from WCTV finds on the court docket this motion to interview the jurors for the Charlie Adelson trial and why. It should have been sealed, but it wasn't, and he grabbed it. I read it in full. Other people read it in full. Like 20 minutes later, it was locked. It was locked down. So, But we did get to read it, and it was because an alternate juror came and said they all had a group text, and I wasn't on it. I wasn't invited. And we're like, we all know who it is. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it's the tall the man it, who yeah. looks like Ron DeSantis. He looks like Ron DeSantis. He's taller than him probably, but that's it. You know, his boots aren't don't have lifts in it. And he just acted a fool the whole time. So it really upset me, which things like this do, because I felt like it was an injustice, and it's a copycat of what happened with Alex Murdoch trial. That's exactly what happened. So the juror comes back on the Murdoch trial and says, they talked and I didn't get to talk. So nothing, you know, nothing happened in the end. So I emailed the prosecution office and I said, I don't know if this matters or not. However, I, we, you know, a group of us believe we know who it is. And you probably weren't noticing this perspective, but this is how he was in the uh, box. And so they did respond nicely gave me a little message, and I'm not going to repeat it, but right. they were very, very like, thank you for this information. Well, and when I had Jansen on, on the show on Wednesday, and then I said, how did, I mean, what 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 can they prove from this? And Tim said, nothing. This is reaching at straws. That if, that this is, nothing can, nothing will change with this, because if it was such a big deal, and the jurors weren't instructed, that they, they could talk to each other all they wanted. Yeah. They could have had that group text. It's fine. They just can't just talk about the can't trial. can't talk about the trial. But they can talk about, hey, I'm going to go grab food here. Does anybody want to join me? Sure. And then they don't want that guy to come because he's freaking everybody out. And that's exactly true because they – I don't know what happened from the time I was on a jury. The jurors leave at lunch and come back. They eat lunch together. You know, they're on the park benches. They're allowed to breathe and eat and they, talk and, and bring in cake. Remember on the Murdoch, someone brought in eggs to share, like chicken, like yeah. fresh eggs. So you're, it's not like that. And yeah. he's, he is a guy who was absolutely infuriated that he was not on that. That he was an alternate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I'm hoping that they interview the jurors, not just for that, but to find out what, how they felt about Wendy's testimony and see if it, there's enough to convict her. Stick with us. It's Patty and Scott, 850 
Welcome back. It's Patty and Scott. It's Scott's segment because he loves Dolly. It's Dolly. And it's a unique Dolly. It is. I've not even heard this. Just, See? Just I'm here out. for you. Just came out. Only a half a million views right now on this. It was for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. Which she was inducted to the other night. Just now? Yeah. I, I guess she, rock and roll. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. It's called the Carl version. I don't know if that's Carl. for Carl. For her husband. So uh, Scott went to Atlanta. Scott did. What did you Atlanta. do in Atlanta? Well, did you sit in traffic? I did a little of that, but it's so exciting. Not, uh, not too much. At least we, my watch was still an hour off because I forgot to switch it. <laughs> so I thought we were leaving at five, but we were actually leaving at four, and that was a good move because traffic was still crazy. So it wasn't too bad. But I was there for market uh, procuring goods. For the for the people, nice. Excellent. Yes, I saw it. I got to see it. Well, that's just some of them. You didn't get to see the ones that are ordered that are not here yet. It's mm. just the ones that we could take with us. Nice, excellent. I wanted to buy one piece that was in there. <laughs> Which one piece? It was a it was a dresser, but I would use it in my living room. Mm. They're tall. It was the tall larger. piece. It was nice, yeah. but not too wide. Right, you know what they say. But- <laughs> There's limits. Not for good. Yes, there are. For everything. That is what he Wait, said. Not too wide on the cushions. I <laughs> uh, don't. No, the know cushions about that. are supposed to be wide. You want to have a little push. This is a dresser. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's the firm parts. So okay. you're gonna have to be really, really on that. So I had questions about the windy part. So mm. if they gave oh. her immunity, don't they have to find that she it lied was- about something in order to prosecute her? They can re- they can revoke okay. the immunity if she. It's a use. Herself. It's a use immunity. It's not a altogether immunity. It's use meaning we can't use this against they, you. Whatever she said on the stand, as long as it wasn't a lie, hmm. and supposedly there are multiple infractions. If on you that. lie once, can I? Is it just about that lie that I can't? Use, no, you break it. Or can I use? Or you, you break it. One and you're done. You break one it. Donna, one and Donna, okay, Cupid was one. Georgia said she, there's, you know, the question was, there's multiple sites. And she tried to say that there wasn't. The other one was that she went to Trescott, which was at the Centerville and Trescott. And she stopped there because the tape was up there. Well, that's not true. When she had her interrogation in the first 24 minutes, it's all I could get through to listen to her because she's so obnoxious. She says, I went down Trescott. On the stand, under oath, she said to Trescott. After she left, they were able to you know, impeach that evidence. And impeaching the evidence means disprove it. But she literally said, just play her. All they need to, in my opinion, I'm not a prosecutor. Those first 24 minutes of her interrogation is all they need. I'm wondering why, why has it taken so long for the mother? They're waiting. It's like a mafia family. They go little, 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 medium, medium, big. I'm calling it hot lava. It's just flo- ever flowing so slowly, but it's burning up. Everybody's getting hold of it. The, the other thing I learned from Carl Steinbeck, who has uh, the Jury Trial Mentor YouTube channel, is that when the police approached her in the formal former Mosa- Mosaic restaurant, sorry, my voice, she didn't even ask why she was being taken with the police. You're an attorney. You're just a human, and the, they, she didn't say, how are my kids? 
Why has someone had an accident? She didn't ask any questions. She just got up and walked with them. Because they said, can you come with us? Yep. Patty would never do that. Like, what do you want? I mean, I would want to know for sure. She didn't do... Okay, so it's the two Trescott, the OK Cupid. Uh, what else was it? Oh, the TV. I mean, even Jeff Lacoste said the TV looked like someone punched it. There was nothing those three and four-year-olds could have done to break that TV at that height. And it was a dorm room size. It wasn't a $5,000 TV. That was his uh, testimony. It was It was nothing special. It was the size of a dorm TV. There was no TVs at that, in that unless <laughs> it was an 80 then, or 90 would just yeah. replace them. What else? So there's two. There was something else that was a big deal. Well, Carl Steinbeck has like 51. He has like 51. Oh, she wore the owl. Do you remember that from um, Catherine Mabinoa and Siegfried's? I didn't watch this. Lewis. This, this is my first trial. That Lewis. Oh, was it? Yeah. Lewis had a photo on his phone of an owl, and she, the day of the murder, had an owl on her T-shirt. Hmm. Okay. So weird. That is weird. It's too weird of a coincidence. The I first mean, car. would do that? The first car that the boys rented, the murderers rented, was a silver Altima, and Jeff Lacoste, Lacoste had a silver Altima. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't know. But there were a couple times Georgia, when she was interviewing or interrogating or on the stand, had to be like, Just makes you are wonder, you sure? You know, as you're sitting there and all this is happening, where oh, anyone in this family sat there and was like, that was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. Like, like, I just don't understand. You know what we should like, do? We should murder that right. SOB up oh, and right. Oh, I like, know what it was. When did it She said that? that the Markells saw the boys countless she did times. Say that. Oh, yeah. And then she countless. Did and, then, and the FBI agent Sanford said three. Countless. And Georgia said, basically, you're under oath. She's unfettered access. Well, what I Dude, she changed face, their last name. Was FaceTime. And how many times did they FaceTime? Uh, about five. Mm-hmm. Countless. So weird. Should be- but who do you think, like, Donna, let's go. Hey, Charlie, let's go have a chat. I got to, well, like, oh. you, you're the brother. You're. They don't have the most special relationship. It's like... I'm going to get, I've been saving my money since I was 10. It's all stapled it. And I'm going to take that money that I've been saving my entire life to Because I love money. Right. And it's moldy. To, to, right. But to take your husband out, which is well, not, it's not your marriage. It's not your kids. It has nothing to do with you. And you don't have the special relationship with your sister. What I don't understand is if I were sitting there, I'd be like, like, I'm just the completest moron ever. Like, why did I even get involved in this? Wendy didn't even look at him. I mean, I thought that was strange, too. Like, it makes you wonder, is she just ready for him? To take the hit for her. Well, or once he does, because he now inevitably has, is he going to now, you know, sing? I hope he does. I really do. He has nothing to lose. Exactly. Exactly. Like why in the world? But there's no way and who would she didn't live the rest know. Of your life, like I mean, knowing, uh, living on it, like hanging by a thread. No thanks. There, there's no way she didn't know. There's no way she drove down Trescott. She couldn't help herself. She called 
Mr. Uh, the professor at like 930 in the morning, leaves a message. He calls back. She doesn't answer. She calls him again like 1130 when he'd already been shot. Then never calls again. Then drives down. Doesn't ask the police. Then she spends hours boohooing. And every time like it was time to show some tears, she put her hand on her face. She, you know, she never called the Markells and told them that he had died. No one called them. She yeah. never had the decency. She called her mother. The mother. She never had the decency to call those people. Do you think that she, when when the interview is happening and she's talking to the cops first time and she brings up the fact that it could be her brother, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did she do that because she's trying to throw the scent? Like, why would I say that if... I really I thought that he did it. Like, what would be the Maybe point? she was trying to mitigate it and be like, it well, couldn't possibly I'm, be. Like, if she knew, she had to do it for a reason. So I made a promise. I got a call last week from a gentleman who's watched the show a couple times. Remember when you had the hit and run and I had the, the threat of my life? Yes. And we called and I was bashing TBD? Yes. So he called to like, hey, you shouldn't, like, you don't. I didn't know behind the scenes they prioritize the crime or whatever. So he called me again and he was, he's been following the Adelson and he is a... Uh, he was an auxiliary police officer. He had been a police officer, small town in the area. So he said, Patty, you need to really uh, give kudos to TPD. And I'm like, you're right, I do. So kudos to TPD because they were absolutely tenacious. Corbett, the phone, Sergeant Corbett, Chris Corbett, those phone calls, Craig Isom, who took the original in- interrogation with Wendy, Absolutely. The whole thing with the prosecutor office, with them for nine years, they have owned this case. Well, I'm going to give kudos. There's just a a side of me that wants to respond to that and saying that does it have to be like that dark in order to get some response? Like, honestly, well, there is priority. I I mean, that's the thing. The little crimes are, you know, but. For those that did it, did a great job, did a great job on the stand. They really, really did. We are done, right? (laughs) Tal's talk with a happy ending. I'm hearing the song, but you never, he doesn't give me any signs. There's no signs. But every time. Tal's talk with a happy ending. 850-656-0009.